Welcome to another episode of the Teeter Green Golf Podcast. Excited to be with you for another episode, introducing golf and creating a more inclusive environment. Tremendously excited to be with you today as I bring someone to you all from my very own hometown. Yes, Chicago continues to be on the map for anything and everything. So I'm sure that you'll appreciate this episode today, um, but I have an appreciation for it, maybe slightly greater than than you do uh, and many Chicagoans do. We certainly get excited about our very own when they are doing something new, great, innovative, and trailblazing. And I do believe that our guest today is all of that, and there may be some that I haven't included. As we continue working on this inclusive environment that we are now calling golf, golf is now introducing new entrepreneurs, new professionals, new vendors, new players. There's a lot of new in the sport today. We are going to introduce you to a entrepreneur who has a really unique apparel business and I won't get into it. Certainly I'll allow him to introduce himself. Without further ado, today we have Michael Chong, founder, CEO of Even Par Golf. Michael, welcome to the T Green Golf Podcast. Thank you, Victor. I know it took a while for us to sync calendars, but I really appreciate the time and um, being a guest on your show. Well, we're happy to have you. And listen, I think what we were all trying to do is um, manage our sorrows between the Cubs and the Bears. So when we finally, you know, I mean, you know we're we're somewhere in the middle, and and hopefully this is a ray of sunshine for the both of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No matter what, it's golf is always the cure. So I get it. Absolutely. Well, I had the pleasure of being introduced to you uh, about a month and a half ago, and and there's a a partner of your business who really reached out to the podcast and and introduced me. Um, subsequent to that, we had an amazing conversation and and really connected that way. What I want to do now as we go into the episode is I want you to introduce yourself to the TD Green Golf community um, a little further. Tell us about Even Par and, and tell us who you are and, and, and how you got to golf. And we'll just keep going from there. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, I'll just um, begin that I'm a golf dad, right? I've got two competitive kids uh, that play at a pretty high level and you know, they love the sport. Well, one of them does. <laughs> um, and I got them hooked on it pretty early. Um, I was inspired by my dad, who was, you know, blue collar, working really hard on the weekends. He just loved playing um, 18 with his buddies. And mm -hmm. he's pretty accomplished, pretty good. Got down to a seven handicap. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I didn't know what he was doing. He, right. he was just out all pretty much the entire weekend playing, get back at night, hang out with his friends, barbecue. And, you know, I'd hear about I'd see these trophies at the house. Right. And I'm like, oh, where are these trophies? Are they are you buying these for yourself? And no, he's he's actually winning uh, these little mini tournaments. And it, it, they had this league going on. And, you know, 
I was stupid. I didn't know anything about golf. I didn't think it was something for me. I thought right. I was going to be in the NFL or playing tennis on the pro tour. And obviously being only five, six, that never happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, you know, after college, I got the bug and mm -hmm. I really got into golf and started playing with my dad and his buddies and just saw kind of this subculture of camaraderie community um being able to identify across genders you know I, I would be playing with um you know the last groups because i didn't have a formal handicap and mm -hmm. you know, but they led allowed me to play and i felt part of it and mm -hmm. um i got hooked man i just started reading books about golf i started taking lessons with my wife and nice. we started doing golf trips and I just said to myself, hey, when the kids get to a certain age, I think I'm going to ask them to play golf. And yes. luckily, you know, my kid just picked up that stick, loved hitting it. And, you know, sooner or later, we were at Joe Lewis out yeah. in Chicago um, yeah. and playing playing that course with him. And I have that video and I just I just love it, man. It's just I look at that excitement that you know, just that childlike atmosphere for him. Mm -hmm. And now I see him compete at big stages and I'm just like, so proud of that kid, you know? And, and listen, that's, that is, and it's an outstanding story. I think what's so important in, in, in part of what you just shared is that we know um, through research and I guess scientifically that, the best time to introduce something new to a human being is during the childhood or the adolescent years. Mm -hmm. And the probability of that person picking up, picking that up and, and, and running with it and, and building proficiency is much greater than at some later point in their life. Yeah. The other thing that I, I really love about what you said, and I think this will certainly resonate with many Chicagoans, and I loved it when you shared it, is that the evening barbecues after a weekend of some type of sport activity are <laughs> legendary. Yeah. North side, south side, west yeah. side. Now, the, the what you use to create the barbecue, uh, you know, whether it's a traditional grill or yeah. a half cut um, oil can, you know, that that's debatable. <laughs> but, the, but 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 the barbecues are legendary. So I, I, I had to bring that to uh, to the podcast since yeah. you uh, since you mentioned it. Listen, you and I had a, a, a really good conversation and. You part of that conversation was, Michael, how you got into golf. Mm -hmm. um, you alluded to it a little bit about Joe Lewis. Um, again, for those of us, and I hate to isolate those of us that grew in grew up in Chicago, but the stories are unique and legendary about the public courses, specifically on the south side of Chicago. You yeah. shared that story with me. Talk to us about that, because it sounds like that was really an introduction for you to golf beyond your father. But it was also the acceleration of you into golf as yourself and 
subsequently introducing it to your boys? Yeah. So, uh, you know, as a young couple, newly married, um, my outlet was golf. Mm -hmm. We went on vacation. My wife bought me a book called The Greatest Game Ever Played. Mm. I was literally enthralled. I, you know, the history, the storyline, just the way that was written. Um, it was such a beautiful book. The movie, and eh, not so much. <laughs> right, but right. Uh, the, the book was just amazing. And it actually had a lot of roots in Chicago because, you know, we had one of the first golf courses in the Midwest out here, um, got broken down to a nine hole. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot of history out here regarding golf and um, being in the South Loop area, the closest golf course was Jackson Park. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about that, you want to play early. Um, (laughs) You typically beat um, the starter, the guy who opens the shop. We're sitting out there waiting outside the gate and some of my best golf buddies i met out there you know at like 5 30 in the morning trying to sneak onto the course and um get out our round before all the slow players came out and it was just it was epic man it was just so free we would walk we had all these conversations we were all from different walks of life you know just totally different we had a transplant from california um his name was mark welch He's he's currently like uh, the chief uh, diversity officer over at Farmers Insurance. Okay, uh, that guy knew so much about my culture, having been in California, yep. and he actually spoke um, my native tongue better than I did. <laughs> so it's <was> hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so, like it it was cool, you know. And we would wake up traditionally, get there really early play every weekend. We would play every Saturday morning and um, started branching out to River Oaks, went out mm-hmm. to Lewis. George Dunn was a really favorite mm-hmm. of ours. But man, we sucked. I mean, we were not good at golf <laughs> at all. But we loved just playing with each other, you know? And um, we learned a lot, you know? It was just uh, such a great time. So, you know, as, as I got a little bit older and, you know, life gets busy, um, my kids became bigger priorities for me. And right. my oldest son, who's 16 now, you know, he just gravitated towards sports really well and got him into soccer, exposed him to hockey, exposed him to golf and even like baseball. But just that stick in his hand, he just, you know, it was just something that naturally he was accustomed to doing. So, right. Um, you know, by the time we moved out of the burbs or out to the burbs, we got him some lessons. Uh, somebody at the driving range just like took him under his wing and, you know, started developing him and treat him like a little adult. And it it was just great. He got down to his level, looked him eye to eye, said, this is how you're supposed to, you know, swing. And and this is what we're trying to validate with, you know, how you're moving your body. And Mm -hmm. I was so like thankful that, and Scott, you know who you are, Scott Yopchik. I mean, mm-hmm. he had a way with communicating and breaking down what he's trying to teach you so easily. And I mean, just being able to connect with my kids was huge. 
So, excuse me that that is there are so many stories of golfers today that shared that experience at some point early on it was someone who was kneeling down um someone that really went eye to eye i know probably the most legendary of those stories is tiger's own story yeah Um, but i think scotty scheffler's story is similar to that um you know world number one and so we're just hopeful that he stays connected to the sport. I'm sure he will with, with dad by his side. The one thing that I also offer every so often during an episode to the TD Green Golf community, uh, I ask for you to put a paper clip on a portion of the conversation. And I would ask you to do that as well, or maybe more specifically, for those of you that will travel to the Chicagoland area, there's some very good golf there that and in southwestern Michigan. We know that people travel there. During your travels, I would encourage you, if you are able to, to pursue a round of golf at Jackson Park. It is legendary well beyond just the story that we heard from Michael. And you certainly will have a good time at a public course that has extremely deep history. So just want the community to uh, to, to paperclip that, uh, write it on a piece of paper that may be next to you. And and uh, as we go into 2024, think about spending a little bit of time at Jackson Park on your Chicago golf journey. Michael, at, at what point during the golf journey did the entrepreneurial bug or interest hit? And what was unique about that moment? Why then? Great question. I think I was put into a situation last year um, in June where I had to make a decision to pursue some of the passions that I had for golf. Mm-hmm. And one, it was surviving kind of the market, right, from a work mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm. Um, because I basically am in the software design UX world. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to do was mix that passion for golf and my skill set. So knowing some of the distinct pain points that a lot of my Um, experiences have been as a golf parent, I realized that there were just not a lot of brands that made golf very accessible. I mean, golf, hands down, you know this, Victor, it's it's an elitist sport, right? Like, you know, you could feel the difference when you're at a private club versus a regular club. Even when you're at regular clubs, you can feel the difference based on your race or Mm -hmm how you dress or the types of clubs you wear uh, or use. And like, I felt that my entire experience from the Mm -hmm. very first time I stepped onto um, golf, it just like, you knew that there was a difference. And there's also a lot of different, um, I guess, prejudices that happen when you're playing golf at, 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 you know, in the public air arenas. So, you know, going back to um, the pain points uh, that I was starting to see in the market, 
you know, golf is expensive. It is from not only the green fees, as well as getting to the course, you got to have lessons, you got to have uh, good equipment, mm -hmm. uh, you have like places to train, especially considering Midwest, you mm -hmm. literally have no um, access during the winter. So where are you going to hit? So when we realized that this was going to, you know, impact, my, especially my kids' um, golf journeys, I wanted to build something that at least answered the question, hey, is there premium golf gear that's still affordable out there, right? And that's basically the approach that I took because I know where everybody makes their, their gear. Mm -hmm. I, I've done the research. I've led the focus groups. I know exactly where everything is built. And this first year, we just started to see that, yes, people really do appreciate, you know, a, a cheaper price point, but without compromising that premium feel. Right. And, and team, we're going to get a little bit into um, even park golf and just for the Tita green golf community, even is EVN par golf. And so if you type that into your web browser, Michael's business will come up and encourage you quality products. As he said, um, I encourage you to make the investment. I think the other thing that's, that's uh, interesting about this and, and Michael continues to talk about that. Um, Michael and his Michael is native of the Philippines. Am I correct? Parents, uh, parents, but immigrated here. Yeah. Parents immigrated and he was born in Chicago, raised in Chicago. And so this is another moment where the T degree and golf podcast is leaning into the trend and the transition of golf becoming more inclusive. Um, and so we have an entrepreneur who clearly is representing that, but we know the impact of fashion and apparel. And so Michael has made a significant investment with progress in taking us further down these trend lines that uh, make, make diversity in culture and in society and now in golf very unique. Even par golf, the mission is an inclusive golf brand. And then there's more. Can you talk about your mission, your thought? Introduce the introduce the TD Green Golf Podcast community to the mission and how you came about that, what you're looking to drive. Yeah. Um, I would point back to some of the stories that inspired me um, when creating the brand. So our uh, hawk, mm -hmm. as you can see, represents mm -hmm. Ben Hogan, right? Mm. And the, the story behind that gentleman, he had no business um, being the great individual player that he was. He came from a very traumatic background yep. Yep. where he witnessed his father commit suicide in front of him. Yep. Um, they went through the Great Depression where he had no money and had no access to golf. And, you know, he stumbled upon um, a golf course or the location of golf because it paid more than delivering newspapers. 
And, you know, sure, it was way back when, but he broke every barrier you can think of, right? Swallowed mm -hmm. his pride, was really gritty and fought, mm -hmm. nailed to get where he was. That's what our brand represents. And so if I'm looking for somebody to endorse or um, become an ambassador, I mean, I'm looking for those that are like Brian Orr, one of our first ambassadors. That, 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 that guy basically put his name on the map by winning state in um, Illinois high school golf um, uh, state series when he was a senior found his way on a team last minute and you know right now is playing professionally right you know he, he's trying to grind it out it's not as luxurious as everybody thinks it is only the probably top 10 percent of all the players actually get the entourage and all the endorsements and all the m things paid for but you know he's going week to week trying to put his name and get his card and that's who I want to be represented in um, what even PAR stands for. And it, it's re represented in the name. So everything that we do, mm. we make with the mindset that this is for everyone, women included, kids, uh, elite junior golfers, all the way to college. You know, we have a younger audience, but, you know, I think they actually dictate, you know, the trends. Correct. So um, I really am, you know, enthusiastic about all the folks that reach out to us wanting to be an ambassador, wanting to get access to some of our gear and also promote it. So that that's why we really focus on trying to help these kids because kids get a bad rap too. You walk onto a course and you're a kid, they're going to think you're slow or just goofing oh, absolutely. You don't know that they, most of these kids are like, like scratch or better you know? <laughs> and they can play faster than you. So, you know, I, that's where I feel that even across the social norms, there's always this stigma and we need to break those. If we right. want to grow the game and make sure that the game continues, um, especially with a lot of things that are happening and things are very volatile, we want to use golf as really an answer to building community, breaking down racial barriers, making it more accessible to more people. Um, and, you know, that's what we really want uh, to really work towards from a mission perspective. So we, we have, are working with the first tee of Chicago. Uh, we're working with um, uh, other uh, types of um, ways that we can give back to our communities. Mm -hmm. uh, by introducing the game and leveraging the talent that we have from our ambassadors to lend their time uh, to give back to the community. So um, it's just been great. It's just been well received and, you know, we're really excited for what lies ahead for us. Yeah. And that's powerful. And post our initial call, this is, this is an area that I wanted to make sure was captured on the podcast during our call, I had the opportunity to hear your passion for the mission, your passion for creating equity in the sport of golf. And you literally said, 
everything that we talked about on the phone and then some. The one thing that I want to um, pivot on and and have you talk just a little bit more about is the ambassador program. You mentioned that a few times in your previous answer. Just introduce that to the Tita Green golf community. There may be some young kids, um, you know, kids really trying to grind and make it that that want to be a part of someone else who is who is aligned with their pursuit. But this person already has it as their mission and their value. Oh, for sure. I think, you know. The ambassador program is set up, um, one, to really tap into um, helping grow the brand. Um, My gear and apparel and all the things that comes from our brand doesn't do any good sitting on a shelf, Mm -hmm. right? It looks much better and it's much more personable when it's worn by somebody who actually plays and loves the game. I try to get my gear out and the program includes just an an initial gift Mm -hmm. of our gear where they get access to some of our foundational elements, right? And we send it and we gift it to them in the hopes that they promote it, in the Mm -hmm. hopes that they wear it proudly and gives them confidence. It gives them uh, something to be a part of and, I, I swear all of our ambassadors have been fantastic. You know, they don't just are takers. They, they promote it proudly as they win their tournaments or as they practice mm. get new gear, or if they buy something, they share it with their friends. And that's, that's all we can ask for, right? Correct. We want Correct. it to be able to spread and, and, and go out. But I have a great story of what I um, did with um, state this year. So my son played in state, um, excelled pretty well. He got to play with this one kid. Um, and this kid was like ice cold, man. He, <laughs> he this kid could play, you know, no formal lessons, Southern, like South kid, you know, I mean, basically downstate kind of kid. Okay. And I walked with his coach the entire time and he beat my son by like one stroke on the, at the sectionals. And I'm like, dude, man, this kid is so good. Uh-huh. And I heard the story as walking with them and playing with them for three days straight. Man, he doesn't have access to, mm. to, to the things that we have up in Chicago. So he's raw talent? Yeah. He, the, he's untapped talent, you know? Like, he can play. Like, I saw him. I watched every round. And the kid is brilliant. Nice. And when I heard that he's playing, you know, I, I think he can tee it up with any of the other kids. You know, his mentality, his heart, the way that he carried himself, the way that he he played, I was so proud of him. And I got a chance to meet his dad. And he was just like, we were, we had a chance to talk. And, you know, what was awesome is that he doesn't have access to the things we have. Right. You know, from a, from a, you know, a monetary perspective, it was harder for them. Sure. And I told them, Hey, I ran to some hard times and IJGA great organization, fantastic organization. It's the Illinois junior golf association, Mm -hmm. American junior golf association. They will find a way 
to allow you to play. Mm-hmm. You want to play and you need the support. Reach out to them. You know, they're there. They, they have people and they do a good job of making sure that they distribute some of the funding to help kids that are in need. Right. That's, you know, I, I can't thank them enough for helping us sometimes, you know, and, you know, we needed it because I was, I was in a situation where I didn't have income. Right. 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 And it, it would, yeah, it, it hurts. It's embarrassing. It feels, you know, terrible. But I told that kid, if you want to be an ambassador, just, just reach out. Nice. It's not even a question. I like you're going to college next year. You're playing um, junior college. I, I'll help whatever I can. Good right. For you. And so I, I just wanted him to know that, you know, just the way he carried himself proved to be such a encouragement for me, you know, as, as somebody who wants to see this brand grow, he, he, he is the epitome of what, the brand wants to uh, contribute to. That was an excellent example for not only me, but for everybody listening. I can only imagine the proud moment that his dad had with him as they were headed back home. Um, those are one of the moments where, you know, a parent says to you, it's it's not about what you have. It's about how you carry yourself. Yep. And when you don't have much parents, and I certainly know that, um, parents focus on your character. They focus on your image. And, and so that's, that's an amazing story. Want to transition back into even par. Uh, it is a golf apparel business. Can you, for those of, of you who may not watch this episode on YouTube and may choose to listen to it through a podcast platform, Michael, talk to us about um, an overview of Even Par's project offerings. It looks like you got a hoodie on there, which I had not, I, I didn't know about that. So that that's either a new product or one that you <laughs> refuse to tell me about. But I'm going, I'm going to inquire later. Um, but but no, so, you know, let me get back on the road. Talk mm-hmm. to us about the product offering that you have for customers. Yeah. Um, great question. And, uh, and I guess this is some, uh, insider information for golf brands, right? So, um, there have been other brands that are very popular right now in the market that has kind of paved the way for smaller, um, brands to Mm -hmm. emerge. Right. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a big fan of all the other brands too, right? You you just can't deny there's something cool about having the variety. There's plenty of room for all of us. Right. But as you can imagine, um, the way that I make products and software, there's a rapid prototyping approach to how we make gear. Okay. okay. You don't know what's going to hit, to be quite honest, um, but you can get some of that flavor out there Nice. And see how people respond. Right. So what we do is we have spent the first two quarters experimenting. What are the elements that seem to resonate from a business to consumer perspective? Okay. We're not 
heavily investing, I would say, into customization right now. Yep. It wasn't until after the first two quarters and now that we're heading into, you know, the fall and um, awaiting our spring, we had to test the waters quite a bit and just see like, you know, the hoodies, um, the polos, you know, what people are. I mean, you see the patterns and how wild they are right now. And mm -hmm. like, some folks really like that. Um, my gear, I, I have a purpose and methodology behind everything. I, I like to make sure that everything has kind of a surprise and delight approach. Nice. Right? It's like some, some type of hidden functionality that could really benefit that player. Okay. And so, like this one, it's very simple, but it's UPF 50, right? And skin cancer is a definite concern out there. If you're spending a lot of time out there, you want to make sure that you're protecting your, your skin. Um, this hat is one of actually the first custom item we've ever made where we had it built from every thread, you know? So we have a custom inside, we've got the outside, we've, it's not like we're just decorating it. We're actually building it to spec, right? For reasons. And it's been just great to be able to have that luxury after we've experimented enough to see what is resonating with our customers. Right. Um, so we're now in that path for women's golf. So we're really excited about that. Summer, who is our marketing manager, she is really taking uh, the helm to kind of drive that. We've been working with some of our ambassadors to get their feedback to help lead us towards um, our first pieces. And we've got, you know, some really cool gear that's going to be our signature products. And it's going to tail back in terms of variety Okay. right now, because now we kind of know what seems to resonate best with our customers. Yep. But it soon will start to expand. We've got an amazing um, friends and family type of approach. If you want to become a member, sign up become a member. We have this incredible bag that we're going to be um, customizing, comes in four different colors. It's, um, you know, just incredible high quality bag that you would probably see out there for 400, you know, dollars or more. And we have a special price for friends and family. Okay. Um, and it's gonna come in really three, four classic colors. And, you know, some of our ambassadors got the privilege from how they played to win the opportunity to design it. So one of them, um, Lester Lowe, he's just a phenom right now. He got to design his own bag. So that that's just how we try to take our ambassadors into the manufacturing mindset and the strategy of what we do. I love it. I, yep. I absolutely love it. And to the community, again, a lot, a lot right there. Um, certainly a bit of anticipation, hopefully some excitement and some intrigue. Also, I would encourage you to go to Even Par Golf. Again, type that into your web browser. Um, as we get further into the conversation, you all know that I always ask, how can the Teeter Green Golf Podcast community support our guests? And typically that's when they give their social, their website. And so we won't uh, be amiss with um, with Michael today and make sure that you have that. But uh, but again, even par, E-V-N-P-A-R, golf. Community, 
a lot of what we've talked about today is really about community. From early on, you talked about the time with your father. You've talked about the time with your boys. Um, Moments ago, you talked about how your ambassadors, which are, again, uh, under the definition of community, have impacted the product offering and the thought process. Community is very important to you. And as I page through the website, um, I noticed there was a section on the website that it's called the clubhouse. And for those of you that access the clubhouse, or I'm sorry, the, the website, as I did, you'll notice that there are three articles, changing the face of the game, the fight for par, and seven ways you can make golf more inclusive. Michael, why are those articles there? Why the clubhouse? Talk to us about that. What What is that relationship you're creating between even par golf the history of golf and the future of golf. Cause that's really what those articles are kind of, and then you as a business as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, you know, we um, curated some of that content and had built that with the mindset of trying to make golf more accessible to really echo what we're doing from our mission perspective. Mm-hmm. And people just need to know that, you know, golf, there's so many golf courses that still have racial barriers, have mm-hmm. gender barriers, have um, a lot of, um, you know, and, and they have rights to do that as private clubs. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, in our particular society, trying to open the lines of communication, trying to open um, and make things more inclusive is a, a huge goal. Um, for example, one of the great places that we had, uh, learned golf was Wilmette golf club Mm -hmm. and every Thursday or Wednesday would have special needs, um, players come out and just like play and hit the ball and get out there and get some exercise and do things. I was, I was very impressed, you know, that they were taking the time to teach them golf, to get out there and hit and, introduce the game to people with, um, you know, just, you know, who may not really see golf as that um, or get that same type of access. And that's awesome. You know, I I just love seeing that and love seeing um, those on Instagram that have uh, prosthetic um, or, inability um, due to an injury or, or some type of, um, uh, you know, situation that their body doesn't have access to the normal um, uh, way that you play the sport, but they overcome it. Yes. And that's amazing to me. And, you know, we want to be able to um, support that as well, right? Good. Because that's being inclusive. But, you know, we got to start small. I mean, we, we as a small company, it's just a handful of us. We're just here to try to give back any way that we can, starting with our agreed and partnerships with some of the organizations. But, you know, our hope is to make a bigger impact by getting, gaining more popularity, gaining the brand out there, um, and, and also just trying to, um, you know, spread that mission so that other brands and communities uh, participate in it. 
Nice, nice. You know, we're in, in, I think that'll resonate with the T to Green Golf podcast community. Um, we're, we're, we're coming to the end of our episode. Um, but before we do that, I, I want to ask, you know, to kind of a two part question. One, what is next for even par in 2024 and then the go forward? And then how can the T to Green Golf podcast community support even par golf going forward? I mean, Obviously, being able to follow our page, um, comment on some of our posts, uh, share some of our links. Um, you know, obviously, we would love for you to be a patron, but you know, if that's not it, just reach out. You know, and um, we'd love to get to know you. Uh, we want to make our brand very personable, um, and I think that's the right now the the privilege we have being somewhat of a smaller outfit. Um, but, you know, mm. any way that you can support the brand that way, just telling your friends that, hey, I heard about this brand. I love what they're about. That goes a long way just for us, right? So, um, and, you know, any type of support, whether it's um, making a purchase, that is where it's going to go to, to help support and grow, um, you know, our influence and how we're able to carry out our mission. So th that's all we can ask for at this particular um, point in our journey. So to the T to Green Golf podcast community, you know, we've had a number of amazing guests and this is, this is another one. Um, my appeal to you all is that we access even Park golf's website and there is definitely something for everyone male or female. Um, as you have learned, Michael has put a tremendous amount of thought, research, and collaboration into bringing a multifunctional product that is trendy and appealing to, to the golf community. Um, and what we know today, too, is that oftentimes what is intended for golf is often accepted in social society as well. And so supporting him that way is going to be a big opportunity and a big success story um, for even par as we, we help them take steps further and further into creating a inclusive, a more inclusive golf, uh, golf community and golf environment. Yeah. Thank um, you. Michael, what's ahead for 2024? Really, really quick. So we're customizing our gear. So we're building it from um, scratch. A lot of our products moving forward. We've learned enough um, from our con consumers, from the things that have been selling, from our data, from our analytics of what seems to be resonating with our customers. So we've got some really cool um, gear that is going to uh, showcase our ingenuity and our innovation. Mm, okay. And so we're focused on that for next year. Um, those bags, sign up, become a member, get us your email. Um, you know, we'll send you out a nice little discount code as well for your first purchase. So please, please just come and be a part of our community. Um, you don't want to miss out on these bags. These bags, we're only ordering a hundred of them and 
they're going to be limited. Um, all of our designs, they're all limited as well. So like, you know, we're not going to re remake them. Uh, they were all personally designed by our staff and they're unique. So nice. Uh, really encourage you to um, check things out on evenpar.golf. Okay. Evenpar.golf. E-V-N, not E-V-E-N, E-V-N par golf. Michael, what is your IG handle as well? Uh, it's the same thing. So it's just E-V-N-P-A-R.golf. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Michael, thank you for being with us today. It is a privilege. Um, it's an exciting moment for me in the podcast. I always get excited about people from my hometown. And I'm particularly excited to have you knowing the tremendous things that you are doing and that you're going to do. Um, we are going to work very hard to support you in small and big ways. And we look forward to you coming back whenever you want to the door is open to to give us updates or to talk about unique things that you're doing to the td green golf podcast community thank you again your friends family for investing in this episode in the td green golf podcast we are excited about the year 2024 there are new things that we are doing um, you'll hear about them, you'll see them, you're experiencing them. So again, thank you for taking your time to listen to the podcast, listen to this episode. And as we always say, hit it straight from T to green. We are out.